1: Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies ever and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington and I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr.
0: Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, irregular co-host. I'm not,
1: I'm not, I'm, a... I'm no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying regular from now on. Oh, I think we're it's in... only fair. I think it's only fair that you've been upgraded, that you've uh, your Pokemon evolution has gone to the next stage from a regular... A regular Andy to regular Andy. Oh, well, uh, thank you. What an honor who to knows?
0: start an episode with.
1: Yeah. And who knows what your next evolution is going to be. Uh, some sort of king of the podcast.
0: Uh, I mean, it could be anything. Yeah, not even my final yeah. form. Might be need to be traded to evolve again, though. We never know. <laughs> oh,
1: that sounds... I don't know if I like that. Don't like change, Andy. Don't want to trade you in. Uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of a different episode. Obviously, as you can tell, it's me, just me and Andy, no Luke. Uh, he's otherwise engaged, which is fine. You know, but other people, we got other things on. Uh, people have got lives, you know, can't always do a podcast, uh, except me. It seems like I'm always available. I've got nothing else on. Can we do, uh, I'd do one every night if I could, you know. Uh, can I do another podcast, please? I just want to talk to somebody. That's uh, definitely my life. Uh, yeah, so it's me and Andy, but we do have a special guest Um, who will be joining us a little bit later in the episode for the discussion just about the movie. So we're going to do a little intro now um, and some horror news and just some regular bits and bobs that we usually do.
0: Regular admin stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Our host was a little time limited, having um, small people to take care of. Not a comment on the little goblins from the film this week, just actual small humans that needed needed put into bed. Can,
1: can you imagine looking out like having a load of those little demons running about? It'd be an absolute, it'd be pandemonium.
0: I know, they'd be all up in your business. They'd get in the cupboards. There's no child safe locks that are keeping them out. No, you couldn't concentrate on anything. If you couldn't watch your favourite
1: TV show, uh, you couldn't, I mean, imagine dinner time. Dinner time would be carnage. Oh
0: my goodness. They ain't helping out with the washing up. The, you know, you see what happens in the, in the film this week. One <laughs> of them gets their arm chopped off in a door. That'd be horrible. Uh, have the, have the social accidental. services would be round.
1: Yeah, they would. They'd be like, "What have you been doing?" Only uh, one of them's had his arm off. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Put a plaster on it. It turned into little no worms
0: and went back under the door, though, so it's fine. Oh yeah.
1: But we will get into that, obviously, with the episode uh, today's movie, which is The Gate, which uh, which is a fun fun time. But we've got some horror news. Just a couple of bits this week. So there's been much knocking about. Um, So one thing that was quite big was that the I mean, we might as well be sponsored by Resident Evil. We mentioned Resident Evil on every single horror news section, which is the way it should be, really. Um, But yeah, the Resident Evil Village demo, the second demo, the castle demo uh, was released just this past weekend. uh, 24 hours only, although we did find out this week that it's going to be extended. So the next section of the demo, which is going to be the village and the castle again, um you you've got an hour to play it but that demo is going to be available for a whole week so you don't have to drop everything and just play it so
0: that was my Um, problem with it last time i think i'm I'm quite happy for it to be a 30 minute time limited demo just to give you that little taste my problem was that you had to fit it into one eight hour window to to go and have you go
1: like yeah luckily for me sunday is like the one day of the week where i'm usually here i could do whatever i want you know i could play this demo i could drop everything right now and go for it so that was lucky in a way but yeah um i don't know how you feel about the the demo being time limited because there's like bits of lore and you know picking up documents and stuff like were you reading anything or just like see you later
0: like especially (sighs) especially on the castle um because it felt like a larger demo like a like a bigger section Hmm. So I was immediately struck with the feeling of once you walk into it and you see the map. I was like, "Is it intended that I don't have time to see all this?" Because yeah. the other one was very narrative driven; it kind of kept pushing you forward. Um, yeah. But I felt like, "Oh, am I not going to have time to see all of this?" So I went at this guns blazing. I was picking up. I was picking up like uh, documents, just <laughs> rifling through them. <laughs> take a word in read it read it read it read it yeah me. i was like clicking you know clicking your little thumb stick in to do the sprint i was just sprinting around the castle like anyone's yeah. business like looking at I all mean, the treasures
1: you know it's a, a time demo but you know there is a natural end point to the demo mm-hmm. as well so it's frustrating because you don't know when it's going to be so you, every door you walk through essentially like have i walked through the wrong door is this now the end of the demo like
0: yeah but and the, and the, the end does come quite abruptly without spoiling it. people who still want to yeah. play but the ending, it isn't like a, you don't feel like you're walking out to like a big scene. It's almost like, right, I'm out of this bit of stairs now and it just ends.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I guess like the next part is probably going to be key to the story. But, you know, quite a substantial demo where we see quite a lot of the interior of the castle. We see some enemies, we take on some enemies um, and we see some of the big, the big bads as well. While we don't sort of um, take, them on someone in particular we do see them um so yeah and obviously we get to meet and interact with the merchant as well yeah um well we say merchant are we calling him a merchant is he the duke is his name the duke that's his name the duke yeah so there is a little easter egg where he says what are you buying and he says haha that's something my friend my an old friend of mine used to say um i don't know if you noticed like the the save music or or i guess like the The music when you're speaking to the duke so it's kind of like save music while you're sort of upgrading your weapons and stuff sounded like the resident evil 4 like serenity music i think that's what it's called um so it seems like they've really like they're really leaning heavily into the resident evil 4 stuff because it feels like a perfect marriage of resident evil 4 and 7 at the
0: moment yeah it does that i think those are the two that really strike me as it being based on i'm looking forward to it we don't have long to wait right it's the just a couple of weeks just a couple of
1: weeks, yeah. So this demo is available from May the 1st to May the 9th, the demo we mentioned just then. Um, oh, no, sorry. May the 2nd to May the 10th in Europe. May the 1st to the 9th in the US. Um, but, yeah, then it, it, it arrives on May the 7th. So yeah. I haven't actually pre-ordered it yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, I've going done. To like, probably this week.
0: done a little bit of research, looking for, a, looking for a good price. I might complete my pre-order later. And then, unlike Resident Evil 7, where... I played it a bit at first and then I'd stopped for a little while and then I came back after Nemesis Remake and everything came out and I ran through the whole series and then I got to 7 and finally finished it. Mm. Um, I'm definitely going to think coming into this one, put some time aside, not play anything else and just do it yeah. uh, You know, old school when it first comes out and run get through back. in no way influenced by the fact Mass Effect is out a couple of weeks later. All oh, right, yeah, get that out of the way then. Yeah. Is, uh, get it done oh yeah
3: <laughs> so because
0: it like it'll be great and i know like a resident evil game even playing through it nice and even if it's large it's a far more contained experience mm. than a massive hundreds of yeah. hours of rpg trilogy so um nice bit of action well, to a run.
1: trilogy as well so yeah so looking forward to it i'm sure we'll discuss it at great in depth Um, when it's released maybe we could do something on the podcast it might be worth a special
0: might be worth a special episode when we finished it maybe what was the last video game we did soma so we did an episode where we
1: talked about just horror in video games and we mentioned soma and i think we discussed resident evil 7 then and sort of some of the earlier games we played we've never really dedicated an episode to a game so i mean i'm up for it uh and if we all play it it might be interesting for us to do that so we'll we'll give that some thought Maybe at some yeah. point after the game's released. Sweet. Well uh, the news yes. you got. So the conjuring free trailer came out this week. Uh, we hadn't we didn't discuss the trailer last week, did we? I know we discussed no the movie, we we knew it was coming, but we didn't We knew it was coming. Yeah. So we've seen the trailer now. Have you seen the trailer? Did you watch it? I have I've seen the yeah. trailer. And it's called The Devil Made Me Do It. Well, Conjuring, Devil Made Me Do It. It's based on a true story. Um and it's basically looks like a, a young lad well, young lad sort of in his guy in his twenties has done a murder and he's pretty sure that he had demonic possession and it's uses defense, like in a court of law. Um, and even Patrick Wilson, as Ed Warren says, we've been talking about the existence of God in courtrooms for years and years. It's about damn time. We talk about the existence of the devil. And I just feel like, yeah, but then it's going to, everyone's going to be using it as a defense, aren't they?
0: Yeah, What a scapegoat, the poor devil Oh it made me do it
1: um, Fair enough I mean there was nothing in this trailer that Struck me as being like particularly Interesting I, I do really like the second Conjuring movie It just feels like it's a removed From the franchise entirely and is set in the UK And feels there's something really
0: Gritty and genuinely terrifying about it's it. the. I think it's the scary old man Voice and things mm. like that That come into the second one I'm very disappointed not just from the impressions that you were doing the other week, Ben. That this one isn't another UK based. What? Oh, the bloody devil made me do it. <laughs>
1: bloody devil made me do it, mate. Oh she, no, not me, mate. They got the wrong man. Uh, but yeah, this one looks a bit more generic. But mm-hmm. then you know, maybe it. Maybe I was expecting something else from the trailer. I'll, but I'll I'll watch it.
0: Like I think they have enough. They've got enough in the bank. I think for me to go and give it a go with an open mind. Well, cinemas
1: in the UK may be reopened by the time it's released as well. Um, I think they are reopened. I think they're, supposed they're open to be in
0: seventeenth. In... Is that right?
1: <clears throat> I think so. Yeah. And this one's out on June the fourth. Um, don't know if that's a UK cinema date, but that's when it's apparently releasing in theaters and HBO yeah. Max.
0: And so they're, they're I'm sure kind we'll of it, we'll do an episode as well. They, they've kind of gone a bit quiet because I know we had a Mortal Kombat issue over here as well, right? Where yeah. its release on streaming was kind of quietly just didn't happen. There was no announcement but the speculation, I'm not sure if they've even come out and confirmed it still um, but the yeah. thought is that because cinemas are open here again quite soon that they may just be waiting for that and they're going to release that as a, something else that's live in the cinemas but mm. spending the rest of us sending the rest of us flocking to VPNs to places where it is available you know, countries it is available to buy to watch mm. on demand
1: um, waiting for stuff is bullshit. Waiting for stuff is bullshit. And it would be great to like, you know, see certain things. I know uh, Spiral, the Book of Saul, is going to be released as well, and apparently A Quiet Place Part 2. So it just feels like I need to just chalk those off and go and see them at the cinema just to finally just be at, at ease with myself from like 12 months ago. What's well, so That yeah. Quiet Place Part 2 is coming out next month? Can't wait when you're late. Oh, for God's
0: sake. Maybe we'll treat ourselves, Ben. We'll um, make a night of it. We'll go down the Everyman. Now we live near nearby.
1: Oh, lovely seats in the Everyman, isn't
0: it? Yeah, get a, little, get a little sofa, have a little bit of a hot meal before you go in. What a treat.
1: Oh, my God. Amazing. I'll fall asleep. That's what I'll do. I'll get too snug and I'll fall asleep. That is all I've got for horror news because it was just those two things. And there are a couple of minor things that I didn't really think were for mention. Did you see anything?
0: Um, uh, it's been. It's been quiet. Same as like the What You're Watching. I know we talked about Love and Monsters last week. I caught up on that. But otherwise, just the film of the week. have been busy.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Um, Well, we can talk about TV shows. though. So We
1: both did see The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We did. Finale. We haven't really mentioned that on this podcast yet. But um the Disney Marvel shows are damn good, right? They are yeah. damn good. They feel like they sit seamlessly in that cinematic universe where you're like, if this was cut down to like a two-hour movie, it would be a, a, a great instalment. But the fact that we get like uh, how many episodes? Eight? Is it eight?
0: No, this is six. I think six, it was six. really tight.
1: I say that, but like six is like my ideal length of like TV show, especially when the episode, episodes are an hour long. I think six is like perfect. Yeah. Um. So yeah, obviously you won't spoil this for anybody, but this is great. Like the the, the relationship between. Uh, Bucky and Sam is, is awesome. Uh we get like some genuinely interesting and conflicted villain characters, which I think is cool. Um and the action is just great, and it's great to see Zemo, Baron Zemo, get included in a, in a probably even a more substantial role than he got in Civil War. Yeah, I, I um,
0: really I really enjoyed it. They're doing some interesting things with the whole franchise. and am looking forward to a Sam Raimi directed actual horror-based film with, with the next Doctor Strange. I think the stuff they're building is entirely credible. It's just lots of fun, fun watching times.
1: Yeah, it's just good. It's just never, ever disappointing. You just like kind of, and it's the same for me. And uh, I've been watching Invincible every Friday as well. And the season finale is coming up uh, this week. Did, have you been watching that? I have on purpose
0: not started Invincible yet because I treated myself while they were in a Bonanza <laughs> Comicsology oh, okay, sale. Okay, okay. I, bought all, I bought all three of oh, the um, compendiums. it's so probably I'm a good idea it. then.
1: Because I think they're drawing from a lot of issues like all over the place, as far as yeah. I've heard. Um, so yeah, but I'm really enjoying it. I only watched, the, I only read the first couple of volumes, so it is kind of making me want to go back and read it now. Because I wasn't particularly sold after the first couple of volumes, but this show has kind of solidified my love of it. So I think I'm I'll gonna go. go
0: it's been recommended strongly enough. I think I'm gonna go and read the whole lot, and then I'll get back to it.
1: Hmm. Uh. Anything else? you seen anything else? It's
0: been, nah, it's been quite a bit of Resident Evil, a bit of Lone Monsters. And then well, of the week
1: the film of the week, which you've already mentioned. Well, you, I say the film of the week, not the film we're discussing, but the big film of the week in global cinema, which is the Mortal Kombat movie, uh, which was released just last week. Uh, Friday, I watched it, and I really did like it. Um, again, I'm not going to be throwing any, any spoilers out there, but... Um, it did exactly what I wanted an adaptation of Mortal Kombat to do. And I wouldn't say it's up there in terms of my favorite gaming franchises. I've always kind of liked it, but I've been out of the loop for quite a lot of years. I feel like it's reignited my long dormant love for this franchise. Oh, it's so um, good.
0: And the other way around. I haven't seen the film yet, but I am hugely into the last few games. If you're going back into it, then, then yeah, see if you can get Mortal Kombat 9 and then... Ten and eleven because they form a nice little trilogy all together. Lovely Pretty good. Well I've got I, I
1: was checking what games I've got, and the only one I can find is the PS3 one from like 2011 So that's Mortal I Kombat think. Nine. It's just called Mortal Kombat, right? Just called Mortal Kombat. It's before DC versus Mortal Kombat. Mortal yeah. Kombat oh, I think it came DC out Universe. just
0: after. So Mortal Kombat oh, DC first okay. came out first, and then okay. you so got that's Mortal nine. Kombat Nine. And so then I can start yeah, start do- with nine play that first play the story mode and um, and then and then try and get hold of MKX and oh, Mortal Kombat 11 interesting and that's a that'll be a nice little trilogy of story <clears throat> have you played um, either of the injustice games
1: yeah i got them both i've yeah. played
0: play, similar played them story. so the story works like that like a really nicely built in story
1: yeah um cuz i think i mean maybe 4 was the last one i played
0: for oh, that, well, you first went to 3D, so you haven't played like Deadly Alliance and things like that. Nope, I've been uh, watching a lot of
1: YouTube videos and sort of finding out more about the history of the franchise because, as I said, I think I just dropped out of it, maybe got like distracted by other fighting games like Tekken. Although I've always been like more of a fan of beat em ups rather than actual fighting games, like one on one stuff. You're like a Streets um, of Rage, I'm a Streets of Rage guy, yeah, but I've always had love. Mortal Kombat like I've always yeah. always enjoyed it and I did I've got a special place in my heart for the 1995 movie as well but this I guess mentioning this it is over the top it is camp cheesy full of one liners but it doesn't skimp on the gore and I just felt like it just filled it filled a hole that I had in my life for a Mortal Kombat movie that I didn't even realize was there <laughs> it wasn't like I was, I was kind of looking forward to this movie but then when I watched it I was like oh yeah oh, i love these guys oh great yeah it's great great to see you on screen oh that sounds oh, good. awesome i'm, I'm you know looking I mean? forward i'm looking forward to getting around to watching it, it when i can it's dumb fun definitely and there are definitely a few moments where you're like eh. but i think on the whole it i wouldn't say it's a flawless victory oh but very good it's pretty damn close now, uh, maybe not damn close, but, you know, it's all right. It's not a flawless victory, but for me, it's pretty damn close. All
0: right. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. That'll Who knows good.
1: how it will affect longtime time Mortal Kombat fans? But there we go. Uh, so that's all that. And I, what, the only other thing I wanted to mention was today, I watched a, oh, I had a little bit of a short film binge today, and I thought I'd mention just one film that I saw. Um, so there's a movie called Curve. And the only way to describe it is that there a steeply curved incline is the antagonist. So a woman wakes up on this steeply curved incline. Who knows what the hells happened to her. She looks a bit beaten up but she's basically slowly slipping down into an abyss.
0: A dark okay. an abyss. I, <laughs> I saw you I saw you tweeting about this and I am going to go and watch it. Um yeah. Yeah. It it looks it looks, horri- it looks horrific. Yeah.
1: It's on YouTube um but it's a you know, a very cool little premise, and I think in terms of it's only a short film, but in terms of feature films, single location feature films, when done correctly, can work really, really well. And uh, yeah, this was this was entertaining. Uh, so, well, yeah, not recommend- to get
0: not to get, I'm gonna I will watch Curve, but uh, having seen it on your letterbox, Ben, my life has been uh, in many ways improved. But I'm gonna say ruined, and not to get political on the show, but I watched um, Save Ralph that you put on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it's it's hard to recommend because I feel horrible having watched it. But, like, yeah. it is... Oh. Like, yeah. it's Yeah, well, it's it's off topic, so I'll be super quick. It's about animal testing. It's incredibly well-made, incredibly sad. It's about four minutes long and basically means that I'm now going to have to rethink large portions of my life because... Yeah. Check everything.
1: Check everything, yeah. Check everything. yeah. There's, I've there's, literally...
0: There's downloaded an app to see if like oh, yeah, man. cosmetics and like toiletries uh, tested on animals because I know it's animated and I know it's designed to make you feel that way and whatever but oh, fuck people that hurt animals. I'm happy to go on record and say that. Fuck them in the ear.
1: <laughs> fuck them in the ear. For, uh, so Ralph is a rabbit who's um, voiced by Taika Waititi as well. Uh, so it's just a couple of minutes long. But there is a particular gut punch. There's a couple of gut punches actually in that. Oh, in that I, film, I, I'm not even
0: me? sure. Like, and we've we've watched some horrible movies. I watch horror movies and talk about them on a podcast with them. But I'm not sure I can recap it because it's so upsetting. It's horrible.
1: I mean, don't watch it if you're of a sensitive nature. But you know, if it's something that you feel passionate about, you know, animal testing, not animal testing, not passionate about animal testing, that would be incredibly wrong. Because
0: because if you uh, are passionate about animal testing, may I reiterate, fuck you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Andy said fuck you uh yeah but it's definitely it's, it's worth a watch just for informative manner especially sometimes you need something like that just to give you a little jolt to go oh yeah i haven't really thought about that maybe i should try and implement it into my lifestyle um and just try and make a difference i guess uh with the little things but there we go uh that is pretty much it for this section of the yeah. podcast so, so we'll we are... hand over to
0: ourselves for you guys listening in the future in a few <laughs> seconds, but for us here now in the past. Um, yeah, it's a very, very, it's like primer. Um, so we're here. We're going to hand over to past Andy and Ben and our guest, uh, Emily Booth, who then will uh, introduce in the future past properly in just a moment. But...
1: You're making it more complicated than it needs to be. I've... <laughs> <laughs> Good.
0: Uh, There'll be a seamless
1: cut right now. So for today's movie review, we are joined by somebody very, very special. Uh, I know both me and Andy are very excited to be joined by a horror legend. And it's uh, Emily Booth. She's an actress, TV presenter, writer, and all-round horror icon with appearances to her name from cult classics such as Cradle of Fear and Evil Aliens, whilst eagle-eyed viewers may even spot her in Event Horizon's Hell Orgy scene. She's the face and voice of UK's one and only horror channel. And it's an honour to say welcome to Horror Hangout, Emily.
2: Ah, Well, I'm blushing, pretty much. Oh. So thank you. Thank you for a lovely intro. That's very kind. Thank you.
1: <laughs> no problem at all. No problem. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, very happy to have you on the show.
2: Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are we going to do our waffle bit now, our little chit-chat?
0: Yeah. I mean, we couldn't get you on and not before we get into the film of the day really quiz you on
2: your horror history quiz away ask me anything Uh, it can be it can be a lame question or a career question or whatever
0: right we'll start with a nice we'll start with a nice career one your first horror appearance what was it
2: I don't know if I don't know if pervarela counts um that was my that was certainly my first foray into film and what a oh what an experience that was because it, it was batshit crazy I was still at Goldsmiths I suppose there was sort of horror elements but it was more of a, a rumpy camp sex comedy um, and then and then after that Alex Shandon the same director did Cradle of Fear so I guess that was the sort of first nasty film I did as an actor um, but I was a fan from the age of about 12 12
3: <laughs> and so what was your favourite growing up?
2: First. So growing up, um, the films that I watched, I'm not necessarily saying these are the best films, um, but I loved things like, well, I loved the thing. I loved society. I loved all that. Um, I loved cat people. I loved American Melf in London and uh, Company of Wolves. So I guess I started getting quite into quite sensual horror and especially mythical things and things with animal transformations. And I loved all the trashy stuff as well, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and everything. But um, I I watched all sorts, all sorts. I mean, I'd go down to the video store with my older brother when there, there wasn't, I don't think there was any certification. So we were hiring out all sorts of things like creepers, a.k.a. phenomena. So I was even into Dio Argento at an early age. Um, Yeah, I did. I (laughs) have my cherry popped early for sure.
0: Did your time. But yeah, those those video, those video shop trips are a very, very special memory where I think the era certainly that I grew up in, there were video certifications, but. I think parenting was up to much in the 80s. So it was just like, yeah, you no, can watch this. No, just watch anything, it? Yeah, stick it on, just as long as they're uh,
1: watching it. It's all good. Yeah, as, you, as us, long as you're in is- the same room.
2: We yeah we, we we were like me and my brother were terrible so I remember it was either and obviously this is where the the covers really came into their own because you would get a film based on how sensationalist mm-hmm. the, the cover was like I always remember the burning like that was a really good cover uh, um yeah, but the... also a non-horror film big that I scissors. watched way too young and I'm sure you all did was Porky's that was such a big oh yes yeah. <laughs> it was so pervy we loved Porky's. it so it's like should do horror or was... Porkies? <laughs>
1: porkies would not cut it in 2021, <laughs> would it? It would be P- 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 political correctness would be all over that. I remember like sit- watching that like in a, I think a friend's older brother, in-, in like his room, and yeah, just the shower sequence is something that they'd probably stick with me forever. <laughs> I don't know if that's Porkies one or Porkies two. There might be a shower sequence in both of those movies, but uh, yeah.
2: Doesn't the gym teacher grab his? Member, I don't know how rude I can be on this show. so um, oh, whole... you can
0: you, you can say what you like.
1: Be
2: as rude <laughs> yeah, okay. as you like.
1: But by member, you mean like the member of his club or something, right? Is that what but, you mean?
2: No, the male member.
1: <laughs> oh not but... the male member. What could be a male or female <laughs> member of <this> club? <laughs> you mean his penis, don't <laughs> you? God,
2: okay. the penile. Um. Oh my God, it's only been five ten minutes. Let's move on from porties. Sorry, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Sorry. It's,
0: it's going to so be good. the headline be of the good. show. Um <laughs> I know that, you know, you're seeing this come the other way now. I know I've seen you mention before that you have two kids, right, and they're horror fans growing into it themselves now as well, right? What do they like right now?
2: Um, Well, I won't let them watch it. My son just keeps on asking to watch Jaws, so he has a very good taste um, because, I mean, I am trying to keep my world separate from them, but it's starting to sort of seep Mm -hmm. in as they get older. You know, they're nine and six now, so... Um, they find it really cool. And it gets embarrassing every now and then there, for example, my son, who's six, like every now and then they get to choose a movie at school at the end of the week. And all the kids are like putting up their hands and asking for Alvin the Chipmunk or something crap. And my son puts his hand up and says, put my mum's movie on Shed of the Dead <laughs> yes. um, in front of the teachers. So they all and I'm like, no, 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 I really don't want the school to know
0: oh <laughs> uh, well it sounds like they're well into it like and yeah yeah they're making like the their own knows. shorts
2: they're making their own horror shorts because That's I great. think you know children Amazing. do uh, making it is different I mean actually this is quite relevant for our movie it's a, it's kind of a relevant point it's that I might make <laughs> it is a good little segue um the whole children and, and horror that that sort of awkward um what did you call it dichotomy I don't know yeah go on Um, I don't know if that's the right word I'm just trying to sound clever because it's been a long time since I went to college and my brain's a bit frazzled um but yeah I think in terms of children like experimenting with horror and being in horror and they seem to love it but watching it yeah I have to be careful they've watched crap films like The Meg oh my god which was so awful
3: it's not even scary um
0: ours growing up was definitely we were a tremors house um and my poor mom's furniture me and my sister climbing all over it to make sure he didn't touch the ground like can we make it from our bedrooms to the back garden without touching any carpet um apparently you can
2: (laughs) oh i think um, growing up sort of the hiding behind the sofa thing might have been um, more like the hammer horrors and is it the hammer horrors House that dripped blood or something like that. You know, all that that sort of more twisty TV sort of stuff.
1: I think we mentioned it on the show before, actually, like horror movies that would be appropriate for kids of a certain age. I've got an 11-year-old daughter, and we've kind of like been trying to introduce her to various horrors. We watched Monster Squad very f- recently, and that is a film for kids, isn't it, really? But uh, she's not a fan of any form of werewolf transformation, so she was <laughs> like, no, nope, switch that off. And I was like, well, up next we've got uh, American Werewolf in London and just watch this transformation. It's great. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I didn't do that. You don't know what's going
2: to freak them out, though. I mean, it's weird because it's fun being scared, but I do think there is an age-appropriate thing. But yeah, I, I was watching them relatively young, like, yeah, 12, 13 kind of stuff. Um, and Jaws between. is still scary. I mean, people yeah. might think, oh, it's a silly rubber shark, It's spit. I said to them, I, cause they've seen all the behind, behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, it, 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 I promise you, you you'll, you'll be scared. Um, but because of YouTube, they're able to like watch cheeky trailers and stuff. And yeah. um, because my son's into Lego in such a massive way, I didn't realize this, there is Lego everything. So he now knows about things like stranger things because of Lego. Oh. So, there's Lego Stranger Things animations. Yeah. It's really weird. So, now he's a fan of Stranger Things, even though, and I did let him watch half of it. And I was like, okay, I think we need to turn this off. Now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's all so fun and games now, like, but like at three the surface, in the morning when they can't sleep. Sorry,
2: Ben. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's something that like on the
0: surface you think that's
1: kid appropriate. That's absolutely fine. And then as soon as people start getting like, limbs ripped off don't even know if that happens in Stranger Things but then you're like no sorry got it wrong it
2: is quite freaky yeah the the um not the underworld what, it's the upside down and everything mm. I mean that's the thing children are in it but they legally can't watch it but again I, I want to come on to this and we do our movie yeah our and before movie.
0: we before we do <laughs> go on to it I think there's we should really pause and say obviously Emily you've been kind enough to come and join us today to talk about um The Gate but I know that you know we're not just talking about your past of movies. You're still putting things out right now, right? So, what are what are the people going to see you in? You know, coming up.
2: Ah, this yeah, the little the little plug section. Um, so I suppose the most recent thing is. Um well hang on about yeah we were on two years or two years yeah two years i got involved with a producer who actually comes from hastings and he loves hastings as a location and it is a fantastic location and um, byzantium neil jordan was here a few years ago filming byzantium so that's all filmed around hastings yeah. and so he and um, this guy was like i want to start you know filming in hastings and um we have a batshit crazy kind of wicker man-esque festival every may Every bank holiday, it's a bit like the Wicker Man. There's like the slaying of the Jack and the releasing of of the summer spirit, and there's all the characters from the Wicker Man are here, and the slaying of the virgins and all that. Um, anyway, so he did a film set around that sort of pagan May Day, and it's a found footage film, or should I say, if I'm being anal, um, it's more <laughs> of a um, assembled documentary footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, film as opposed to found footage and I play uh, Penny and um, we get caught up in this strange supernatural spirit called Green Eyes who takes you to the endless woods if you hear him knocking on your door so it's a it's a film about a local legend and that legend is made up but um, and it, yeah just sort of it's it's it gets a hold of us and the idea is even the footage is cursed. So I think that's the sort of creepy setup. Um, so that did get a premiere at Fright Fest, which did have to be an online festival last year. Um, but that was cool. And it's got distribution now, but I don't know all the details, but that's out this year called They're Outside. And it's a good low budget supernatural shocker. And it's the only time I think in a way I've done um, acting that was a bit more of a serious nature. I've, do you know what I mean? I've been so known for slapstick and comedy with evil aliens and doghouse and things. This was a lot more character based and a lot more improvisation because yeah. it had to be completely natural. It, so, um, so that was a challenge, definitely. Um, oh, and then last saying? year I did. Frostbite, which is much more fun. Again, it's another found footage film, um, but that is, the concept is really fun. That is um, all set over one night, which happens to be Christmas Eve and a very dysfunctional family come together. My daughter is a wannabe YouTuber and she has a show all about cryptozoology and, and monsters and myths. And she just happens to strike gold because there is a werewolf running around and he bites Santa, so Santa turns into a werewolf on Christmas Eve, and <laughs> things get bloody and nasty.
0: Sounds great. And, and you mentioned Poor old Santa. that um, you mentioned there outside was on at Fright Fest. I was able to catch that in the end. Oh. Um, oh. So yeah, I yeah, it's it's great to see, and as you say, in a very different role to to some that you usually play. I'm looking forward to it uh, getting its distribution, so we can have another look. And I enjoyed, especially not spoiling anything the clever you know the way that it was cut together and some of the film ticks that the uh, director puts in they're very nicely done
2: ah good thank you I'll pass that on to Anthony <laughs>
1: do you have any plans to um write and direct anything Emily because obviously you made a short film in 2014 called Selkie uh and talking Aww. about talking about your um performances which you just said then in terms of serious role that is Obviously a great role for you to get your teeth into and uh, some great makeup effects as well. So I was just wondering if you had any plans to make anything else of that nature.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, hmm, Selkie was it was really weird. I just had I, I had a bit of a burst of inspiration quite a while ago. Um, I just had one baby and I think I was a bit fed up and I was like i I was like i'm I'm kind of surrounded by people who've got their own talents and skills. I was like, why don't we you know my partner is a really good sound engineer with all his own kit my brother does directing and film um my friends you know are, are incredible musicians and I thought let's all just work for free on a project for fun so it really was for me it wasn't supposed to be any kind of launch pad or calling card it was just it genuinely genuinely was my love letter to Hastings which is where I live and I adore it here and it was also my love letter to uh, creatures and mythology and also being by the sea Um, and uh, I've always wanted to do a transformation sequence I love that whole I don't know woman crop animal thing really sexy and no one had asked me to do it really so i thought i'll write it for myself instead. It myself. Um, just... and then yeah people were like turn it into feature and i was like oh i don't know how to do all of that I-, I should do it again i mean i didn't direct one i just sort of wrote and produced it hmm. but it's quite a lot of work just even doing a 10 minute film it I really took over my life <laughs>
1: <laughs> 10 uh, minutes Oh, can you knock out a 90 minute one now oh, i'm too tired uh... that's afraid, probably
2: uh, yeah too tired now yeah yeah i should do shouldn't i
1: (laughs) definitely hell yes maybe this maybe you'll come come off of this show and just be like right let's do it yeah but that kind of film film is actually quite
2: expensive and a lot of the short films that have a high impact um what's that one was it lights out lights out or something there's there's a few short films out there and then they're actually more like scenes and it's just people Mm. that come up with a good concept and a good scare and so, you know, suddenly they become feature films. Sometimes so that a, works
1: well. as just a pitch, doesn't it? A pitch for a yeah, feature.
2: Yeah. It's a case of, find, you know, it's going to be hard. For, it is hard, I think. And it's a constant challenge for directors to think, you know, what can I do that's different? What's mm-hmm. not been done? And get the funding in. <laughs> exactly,
3: yeah.
0: Well, I'm, we I'm so glad that you got to do it again. We saw <laughs> Court Selkie. You can watch that on YouTube, right? That's just available for people to watch. So if yeah. you're listening, yeah. you got yourself 10, 15 minutes to spare. We'll even, <laughs> we even went hold it against you if you want to pause it and go and uh, Pause this podcast watch and back. go and
1: watch it right now, for God's sake. Come back, oh, you, you can like.
0: appreciate it. And then, just before we move on to the film, of course, we all met um, last year in the height of lockdown when you came and joined us for the other podcast we both work on, <laughs> The Other Stories. You came and joined us for the Halloween special and voiced um, our main character in Old Mill Lane. We don't really... Um, cross the streams that much in this podcast do we ben but um well, i think it's worth the rule mentioning. Is never the rule is never cross the stream never cross the streams this time but that saves we're them cross in the, the end. streams yeah we'll, cro- we'll cross it especially yeah, it to saves mention them in that, the end yeah they should they should definitely on, have done that's... it right away but um i think it's worth mentioning while we're here it's um we're up for we're shortlisted for an award this this year right from the this is horror guys Right now, Obviously, if you yeah. do check out, we'll put the links in the show notes. You have an opportunity for the price of an email, which is nothing. Um, you can come and you can go ahead and vote for us for Fiction Podcast of the Year. The work we did throughout the year, inclusive of a whole week we spent with Emily over Halloween.
2: And oh, that so was the great. The podcast that's up for award is, because I get confused with you guys because you do loads of different things. There's this stuff, which is all the figures in
0: pies.
1: And
2: then there's the fiction, <laughs> isn't there? Like the, the yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the that's Other Stories the
0: podcast, and that's the one that's up for an award from This Is Horror this year. So, um,
1: so yeah, that Halloween week as well was the biggest week ever for the Other Stories, the most downloads ever. Uh, yeah, and Emily's performance in that is uh, <laughs> bone chilling.
2: <laughs> is it? I,
1: I did get like chills. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa I'm terrified. I Genuinely. recorded
2: it right here. It was a, it was a strange one. I don't know. If we should, I don't know because we don't want to do any spoilers in case people haven't um did your children to hear it? you
1: recording that that's a good question
2: no i did that during the day but yeah there is that there are there are climaxes of a, of a sort of a sort that
1: was great it was great it was good fun and uh, yeah great to work with you on that as well that was awesome and, and yeah, was here we are
2: experience.
1: and here we are exactly yeah, yeah. <clears throat>
0: to talk about someone else's passion project we may as well get to business right um Ben do you want to introduce our movie yes. du jour sure sorry I keep
1: coughing I've got the today, which isn't a
0: good <laughs>
1: thing for a podcast host to be uh to be dealing with right and now here's the I'll power twist. through because I'm brave it's gonna be
2: a nasty right? twist in this <laughs> is it gonna ben, be me Ben's dead? gonna catch corona live on well almost live
1: Catch it live. You know, had a moment, yeah. the exact moment that I was...
2: Infected.
1: Uh, Infected, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, you'll <laughs> get a lost. lot of downloads.
1: <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially if I do die during the podcast episode. Because I would like to think, even if I died during the podcast, you'd still put it out tomorrow, Andy. I mean, content's important, then. So, yeah, really? I
0: mean, I'd have to see if Luke was free to help me with the upload. But, yeah, I guess so. It's I'd the, make your face the thumbnail. Regular
1: content. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: Yeah. Just uh, that was supposed to be my infected face, looks like different, doesn't it? Right. Okay. So, today's film that we're going to be talking about is uh, The Gate. So, The Gate is a 1987 supernatural horror film directed by Tibor Takats um, and starring Stephen Dorf in his film debut. The film follows two young boys who accidentally release a horde of demons from their backyard through a large hole in the ground. Um, So, on IMDb, this is currently at 6.1 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, critic score 60%. Audience score 44%. Um, and on Letterboxd, is 3.2 out of 5. I've got some choice reviews for you guys here of this movie from users of Letterboxd. Spooky Fruit says, tiny little bald-ass monsters running amok and biting people's ankles. Love it. Four stars. It's not that wrong. It's quite generous. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Alex A says The Goonies but with demons Fun 80s cheese with a good performance From a pre-Deacon Frost Stephen Dorff, three and a half stars I didn't even recognise Stephen Dorff To start with until yeah. Uh, Mars B, I spent too much Of this movie thinking about that one girl's Fucked up vertical bangs Four stars I gave a lot of attention to that hairstyle as well I was <laughs> like what is going on there There's something about Mary situation um and the last one suffer suffer sufferando says they really milked that dead dog prop three and a half stars yeah
0: and they did get their money's worth
1: expensive. out of that dog it looked expensive it looked, expensive. It looked heavy uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. When, they, when the kid's carrying it but there's always a funny they look a bit rubbery and weird don't they like in Gremlins when um, you can tell obviously you can't hang a dog up with fairy lights but you know that moment in Gremlins when he brings the dog down and at yeah. one point it's like all stiff and rubbery and then he jumps into life yeah, yeah. so it's similar to that
1: <laughs> killing a dog so early on in a movie as well as brave there's a lot I know. Of people to switch off if that happened
2: do they? Is that a rule? No. <laughs> I don't. I, don't,
1: I don't know, but dog lovers maybe. But if you're yeah, sick it's, and twisted, then maybe you're like give me more dead dogs. <laughs> it's triggering.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you guys? Uh, have you guys seen this before? Was this a first watch?
2: Uh, I was a first watch for me. I'll be brutally honest. Um, but yeah, I, I was sort of intrigued because it was often on on Horror Channel, and so I'd have to write about it, and I'd watched like trailers and things. And, it, and as, as you say, it's got a lot of fan love. Um, possibly, maybe a bit more than critic love. um So yeah, I watched it fresh a couple of days ago, so I should fresh be able to remember well. it. But yeah, Stephen Dorff was proper young. I mean, he, he yeah, he was I don't know, what, eight young. or nine or something, it's like a little baby, a little,
0: little,
2: baby Dorf. little baby
1: <laughs> Dorff, little baby Dorff, little baby <laughs> Dorff. Maybe or maybe it's a good. We haven't actually even spoken about your involvement with Horror Channel either. That's um, okay oh <laughs> well, yeah
2: like that i'm mainly uh of... yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm mainly just the voice now i used to do a lot of crazy stuff for them like just um horror hosting and introducing all the premieres which was really fun but then they had all the cutbacks and uh i always i always present fright fest for them but hmm. there's been t- two or was it one that we missed i can't remember i think this year they're going for the real festival in august
1: oh, i okay. think do we know where that is
2: well yeah back in back in leicester square but it's one of those things oh. where i guess anything can happen but i think that's what they are trying for but i mean let's face yeah. it a load of i probably shouldn't say this but a load of lovely nerds but let you know 5 days in a cinema with people <laughs> with the bad hygiene <laughs> and beer everywhere <laughs> they might not wash it's probably just a breeding ground breeding infection. ground
1: for just infection nothing else yeah, yeah.
2: Um, um but of course they're going to try and uh, yeah do all the necessary implements and uh, see if they can do it again this august but don't quote me on that because i'm not sure
0: <laughs> if anything does happen um we, we won't let that review put us off then we'll try and make it
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i mean if you can have a mask on anyway then hopefully people's hygiene is not going to be too much of a big deal you know maybe yeah. wearing masks it is it's a, good a, idea it's now a
0: golden on. age that will never end. Is good,
1: exactly. We won't leave with that. Then we won't say Emily Booth says fright fest <laughs> goes ahead. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent exclusive. exclusive. Take and, that to the bank.
2: Go home and have a wash every now and then, though. This time, just like if you just, yes, even
1: a stand up wash, even a sink wash. You know, just yeah. just do that. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> wet and okay. a bit of lynx africa i'd thank you for it <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> well i know basically... i know for a fact that there is um i think a couple of um a sort of there's already a couple of coronavirus inspired movies um i, yeah. I, I don't i don't think the um you know, the four horsemen of of, they didn't want it to be like loads of depressing stuff and loads of infection things but there's there's a couple that acknowledge this whole pandemic but um, I guess that would be such an obvious reaction and, you know, that they wanted to sort of make it not just about that, and I think a lot of you know we need some fun and escapism. If anything, it's not be the another last reminder of how shit everything's been. <laughs> it's
1: gonna be the last yeah. thing you want to sit down and watch a movie on, was not it? What's it would be, th- uh, yeah, yeah. Like I think we want to escape. One man it. in lockdown on his own doing mm. a Zoom call, <laughs> and there's a ghost. <laughs> and there's a bloody ghost. <laughs>
0: watch out! Um, thankfully, you know who doesn't have this problem in the golden the golden age of nineteen eighty seven. Stephen Dauphin, pals living large, oh, segue. going Jesus. around people's houses as merrily as they like, groups yeah. of more than six. Um, this is like this
1: era and especially a lot of the stuff these kids are into it's like a dream for me. I feel like if I could walk around, I mean bear, bearing in mind the other kid character, m- might be a bit of a nerd but you know we can deal with that. With his little cut off denim jacket, listening to heavy metal records at home on his own while his dad's like gone off gallivanting somewhere. <laughs> That's a dream. Dream come true. He was like air guitar on the bed, no one to uh, stop
0: him. Think about it though, Ben. Essentially, you you recognize him as a as a nerd, but all the other things he likes in likes, it, he loves his heavy metal albums and he loves like fucking about and making up lies and stuff. The only thing that you've got that codes him as a nerd is the fact he has glasses. Glasses, yeah. And <laughs> we all know anyone
1: who wears glasses that de- de- definite
0: nerd, dedicated
1: yeah. nerd for Lady <laughs> yeah. Ben, so. if
0: you could not give him a hard time, his mom has died. Um, as as the dad yeah. points out. That's why oh, he's really? a bit of a it's why he's a bit troubled. Because at the Is... beginning, um Stephen oh, no, Dorff um, little little baby <laughs> Dorff has been in trouble for <laughs> digging a hole in the garden. Is like, oh, my mate told me that um once a construction worker died and they didn't want to they didn't want to like report it so they just buried him in the wall of a house and his dad looks and you think it's going to do some classic 80s parenting when it's like oh boo boo hoo don't talk to me about that son but he's like um ever since his mom died he's been a little bit uh um of a wrongen so don't don't <laughs> listen to his to his lies too much
1: little And yeah. you also noticed in this film a couple of homophobic slurs just randomly added I know, it a different like, time. I don't remember,
2: where were the homophobic slurs? It
1: was uh, when um,
0: Stephen Dorff gets cross when his sister's mates are, like, making fun of him. And the sister's been a bad sister in, the, in a while because you worked out the dog was, like, about 15, and that's about the same age as the, the older sister. So the she's, known that dog. she's known that dog all of her life. And when he passes <laughs> away, she wants to go out with a boyfriend. And um, (laughs) that's when Stephen Dorff drops the more problematic f-bomb. You can say fuck as much as you like, but you can't use the other one so much because. No. And then there's another
1: bit where they're both in the cupboard, um, looking for bits and bobs, and the sister with her friends come in to go. What are you doing in there? And there's something about Mary. Woman says probably fagging off. So yeah, (laughs) there we go. I
3: drop that. that.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah.
3: But we well,
2: what what I liked about it is, I mean, it's as soon as you start watching it, you know, it's got those, it's it's got it's the film, one of the films that wrote the rules, isn't it? I guess back mm-hmm. in the eighties, it's a black screen, it's sort of got the red titles, the synthy, mm-hmm. plinkety kind of music, so straight away you're kind of in there. Um, and what struck me actually, which I don't you, you don't get now the style of the films back then, um, was the amount of colour, because I haven't actually watched a retro film for quite a while. And um, I was like, oh, my God, this film is so colourful, like their kitchen is like bright red, bright yellow. It was like colour, colour, colour. Um, and I found that quite playful. and different you don't get that now the whole style of cinematography now is like a, it has to be like a really nice palette of greens and browns mm-hmm. um or just loads of depressing blue and that's that's kind of My what favorite. cinematographers do now it's a thing um so I, that that for some reason jumped out at me um, god bless and I, the I'm, 80s yeah go the 80s and also it's sort of as you said like Maybe parenting was really was really shit back then. Like you know, they're just like, yeah, we're gonna go off for the weekend. You won't have any parties, will you? And Absolutely like, not. <laughs> yeah. That weird science thing. Uh, um, and no. the, girl... Who want the phone too.
1: Not my friends.
2: <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your
1: next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.
0: the set design piece for yeah. me in this opening I'm scene just... as well. Oh, I'm back. I was, like, glitched out for a moment there. I think I've returned.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, so the set I'm design back. really struck me as well on this opening scene. Similarly to you guys, like obviously I saw the bright colours and everything, but the thing that sent me into a full-on crisis for an American house, I was like, bottle of HP sauce on the table. doesn't exist in the US, does it? Apparently no, yes. so. Yeah, HP sauce on the bloody HP table. HP sauce. And they're having a Sunday That's... dinner. I don't know it goes with Sunday. Maybe it's all right in your roasties. I don't know.
2: <laughs> and a really gigantic, weird lampshade that goes right yeah. over the kitchen table, which y- you have like to that. see it to know what I mean. But that, yeah, that, I was like, what the hell looks is that? Like
0: a looks like a big jellyfish or something. But,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, I quite like anyway. it.
1: I was like, yeah. <laughs>
0: but the whole event that kicks off this is basically down to, like, a really simple beginning in the fact, and Stephen Dorff, whose character name I will... Completely blank on until the third, the second part of the film. Glenn. Oh, so, Glenn. It, back, Glenn. It, it begins having a nightmare, but essentially it's that there is a tree being taken down in his garden, under which is, well, a weird thing of treasures, geodes.
2: It's a geode. It's a geode, which is like a rock with crystals inside it. Yeah. I thought that was like, I don't know, does that mean it, it fell from. Uh, a planet and the little ghoulies are sort of aliens or not? I'm not quite sure. It, it, the like, logic doesn't really matter, yeah. does it? I mean, it no,
1: really, no. So. I don't think it's yeah. explicitly said if it's one thing or another, <laughs> but that could totally, totally work. Um, so he has a nightmare, doesn't he? And it's like about nobody's in his house. He gets home and nobody's there. That really resonated with me because I used to be absolutely terrified of. Do you remember that bit in Flight of the Navigator when he goes off for a bit uh, on the spaceship? And he comes back and rather than it being like 10 minutes later, like something like 15 years have gone by. (laughs) And when he knocks on his front door, or goes to go in his front door, someone different's living there. That used to scare Mm. the shit out of me when I was a kid. I used to think, I'll be out playing football or on my BMX all afternoon slash day, and then get back and somehow go through some sort of time loop or some sort of time portal. Yeah, 15 years in the future. And I'll be 15 years in the future and open the door and go, who the fuck are you? And then there's Mm. like, yeah
3: but that's where stuff.
2: this that's where this film um because obviously you can enjoy it purely on a sort of silly level of course with with, <laughs> with all the sort of special effects which i have to say it only really kicks in at the 45 minute mark there's mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. setting up i was like i want to see the weird ghoulish shit and but um i think as a film though it's one of the best in terms of representing it's all about childhood fears on so many levels there's so many moments and key scenes in the film um where you're like that is just that is where your anxieties and your phobias and those horrible nightmares this is where it comes from um, it's a bit further on in the film but i think basically at its most basic level for a child that's quite young you know you're home and your parents and that bubble of security and feeling protected and safe and secured that is what you need and so when those walls of security quite literally come crumbling down and your home becomes your enemy Mm -hmm. um that's terrifying and i think one of the scenes that i found i mean everyone's gonna agree i think on this it's so freaky and it's such a nasty idea i think kids can get really scared Obviously, of nasty effects, but of of concepts like the concept of something, like you said with *Flight of the Navigator*. It's not scary in itself, opening the door to someone else, but the concept behind it is is Mm. is frightening. But when the boy runs out and he thinks he sees his mum and dad returning, and the guy, the dad picks the boy up and the boy hugs him, like I'm safe, and then he like puts his fingers in his dad's eyes and they're like goo and putty, and then his flipping face falls off. Yeah. And his that dad's head turns into mush, and his like brain explodes, and you're like, oh, <clears> that is like the ultimate of like m- my whole kind of you know, uh, uh, my whole sense of security, the love of my father gone. It's mush on the yeah. floor, and I found that really quite horrific. Yeah. And I Back kind into- of felt for the actor Stephen Dorff having to do that as such a yeah. at such a young age.
0: That was the um, bit of the movie I always really remembered um growing up. But my mom could probably still quote that part of the movie now because she loved this film. Um and she'd watched it one night late and she recommended me as a kid to to go and watch it. And that was the scene that she'd like recreate. And like he comes out and it's like you say Emily, he runs out and he's like hugging his dad's legs and he just looks at him and goes, You good like Bart Simpson like strangles him. And he's like ah, and, um, and then he phones up and does it again because then their next security thing when they've locked themselves in the house is, we'll phone the police. And then it's also that you've been bad man on the phone and the phone catches fire. Like, it's cutting off all of those life you know, life. things that you do. Up until that,
1: up until that point with the dad, like, this could be just like a fantasy film or like a family yeah. film. There was nothing to suggest at any point that it was going to be this horrific. And then suddenly his head explodes
0: uh and i was like whoa whoa whoa
1: ease me in guys jesus
0: like quite yeah. graphically as well right because to be honest like the only things we've seen slightly supernatural before that is when the sister has immediately had a party when a mom and dad have gone away and they do that levitation trick that you do when you're having friends round, and they throw Stephen door well that he gets magicked into the ceiling and pulls down a light fitting <sighs> which I don't care if you've got the yellow pages. You're not getting that fixed before your mum and dad get home. you pulled out like a mains electrical thing. It absolutely fucks it. And it's, <laughs> what and was it's going like, on? Like This the, party it, was strange. It was kicking
1: right off, this party. Everyone's having a great good time. The tunes are going. Everyone's having a drink. Then suddenly, we... everyone's got the candles out. And everyone's
0: no. doing a seance. Okay, right. It's time for the chill-out room now because we've done the classic 80s party thing. There was a guy with a backwards baseball cap skateboarding in the house everyone's smoking i was watching thinking, if your if your parents don't smoke everyone was smoking you're not getting that out your house is gonna absolutely reek of smokes febreze didn't exist yeah there was no such thing as febreze your mom and dad are gonna come back on sunday you're gonna punch in darts in here alexandra and you're busted you're not you're...
2: <laughs> 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 but they always had had it's like that you know it's one of the rules of those of those films weird science being the ultimate one which is not really a horror but I guess it's got elements of Frankenstein um so yeah I mean that is that's I think that, that that's another fear though isn't it it's like oh my god I'm in so much trouble I've messed up my entire house I mean we've kind of, we've probably all been there to a lesser extent yeah haven't we yeah yeah if, definitely
0: if, if you're listening kids take it from take it from your friends here at Horror Hangout it's great to go to people's house parties. Absolutely <laughs> shit to have one at your own house. Exactly. Because you yeah. will be like, like Alexandra. Yeah. You'll you'll suddenly realize that you've absolutely overplayed your hand. You have fucked this. And you'll be the one picking up retro Pepsi cans and yeah. like yeah. trying to clean as people skateboard around your house. And you're never gonna be able to fix it. Your house is gonna look oh. the same state as the end of this movie. Um but the dog <laughs> passes away, and I guess the the summoning that leads us to the you've been bad and the invasion that comes from the, the gate is the no good um, no good boyfriend character carries around the the dog corpse after the dog oh. passes away. Um, he makes an absolute shit show of this. No, what an absolute mug! So he's driving, he drives it to the animal shelter, and then nips and sees an ominous hole in the garden. Just wazzes it in. It's a perfect size for a massive dead 94-year-old dog. dog Just under a a fence panel. uh.
2: The dog comes back though, doesn't it?
0: He does. He
1: comes back at the
2: end.
0: Yeah, I feel like that was
1: written into his contract. He was like, right, if you're going to kill me off, right. uh, uh, This early
0: on, I want to come back for the final sequence. (laughs) I'll have to do a rewatch and see how many minutes on screen. Does the dog get more time on screen alive or dead? Because he stays dog, around the, just as a prop dog for gets, ages.
1: Dog gets no respect. So the little what's the other kid called? Terry. Terry. Tells him oh, he yeah. stinks. Like uh, to, to be fair, uh, Baby Dwarf does stick up for him. He says like, I want to know what you smell like when you're 95 years old, which is a great <laughs> great point. Uh, yeah, dog gets no respect. He's wandering around the party just like no one gives him any attention. In crisps. Him, to be fair. And then Terry. Oh, yeah, eat some
0: crisps. Terry dances with him when he thinks is his ghost mom. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's so weird.
2: Oh yeah.
1: That was strange.
2: Oh yeah, I remember that bit now. That's quite nuts it's quite sad really sort of to yeah. toy with him in that in oh, it that is, way. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least she didn't turn into a rotting corpse. That's like, true. It in was just. Shining. <laughs> that it would be well, really nasty, it, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: It was just a recently dead dog, not not, not his mom corpse. Warm. That's the sort of thing <laughs> that demons will do to you, though, in my experience. Absolute pricks. <laughs> <laughs> but they're. Um, you think
1: you're having a bad day. At least you never hugged your dead mum. That turned out, out to to it turned out to be a dog. That turned out to be a dead dog. <laughs>
0: embarrassing, if anything,
1: embarrassing. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Oh, and you how were at a sleepover they, did, as well.
2: How did they do all the little ghoulies then? Because sometimes I thought it looked like green screen. Because, I mean, there yeah. must have been animatronics. So it's when, I... when they had a lot of them running around, I mean, I was sort of actually thinking, oh, how I. They done
1: that? I mean, I don't know, this might be completely wrong. This is just what I think. And again, it might be wrong. But obviously, there was some stop motion, especially with the bigger one. But it looked like these were just guys in suits, like in front of <laughs> yes. a green screen. And then they'd it's obviously. Shrunk
2: they Played with the size. Well, wow, that was there's a film going completely off. Yeah, imagine being one of those, that'd be so good. Like, I was one of those weird ghoulies, or they were dwarves, maybe I don't know, but um, but they still wouldn't be small enough, so you wouldn't need dwarves. Little tiny, <laughs> like, tiny, little, little But do you know? This. I'm sure you know this being horror, <laughs> horror hangout nerds, but um, uh, don't oh. throw
1: us into the nerds group, we've all heard about their. It's a, he heard about that. <laughs> it's a
2: compliment. It's a compliment, now. especially when I say that they all stink. No, I'm
1: joking. <laughs> <laughs> joking. Who's okay? I'm I'm gonna
2: come across as so not a nerd now, but it's only because I have a terrible head for uh, names. But alien guy, alien director. Oh, I'm really embarrassed now.
0: Ridley Scott? James Cameron Ridley, Ridley
2: Scott. Scott. I knew that. Ridley Scott. But when they had the scene, I know this is not the gate, but um, when they have the scene where there's a massive uh, like the craft in the background and they've first seen the wreck and they've got people approaching it because they had a model of it. They just had children. They're, they're, it's just children wearing the same sort of boiler suit costumes. Ah. It's a good
1: it's a bit.
2: The behind the scenes. Imagine you
1: were one of those kids. You'd just be You'd be dining you'd be off that for the rest of I always the think that. I,
2: I always think, you know, in the, um, a film, yeah, might use a random child or baby to do something odd. It would yeah. be really great to be that child. I always think, like, who's That's the true. baby from Labyrinth? It would be yeah. such a good yeah. little, like, I, I'm not famous, oh. but I was, you know, David awesome me around.
1: Ghostbusters do you too. still wear a stripy baby grow? <laughs> Just a big one, obviously, but you just wear it around the house. That's all I want to know. That's, that's the what thing.
2: He probably isn't an actor. It's probably just a spare baby that was around, you know, from the from the crew <laughs> or a spare baby. He's
0: probably still in the
1: warehouse <laughs> anyone... on the step.
2: Need, you don't get actor babies. not even got a
1: surplus of baby...
2: babies. <laughs> anyway, that's just something. i like have got a surplus of babies. I'd, you I'd you've like got three babies, babies over is. there. That's one too many. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd I reckon we can find sure. out.
1: You guys keep you guys keep talking. I'm going to find out where Labyrinth Baby do. Where Labyrinth name, Baby Toby? is
2: today. He, maybe right, he he's just working famous.
1: in Morrison's. He could
2: probably just do, honestly, he could just live off conventions. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I do conventions and the amount of people that go there and they've had such random jobs. I once sat next to the girl who said that she was, you know, human centipede. Yep. Uh, two or three like the first one obviously is just three actors that's the really good one and then it got silly then there was 12 and then there was about 100 and she was sitting there saying like I was one of the mouth to ask people number 72 or something and oh. she was at a convention <laughs> signing and I'm like come mm, not really at your screen queen stripes my darling <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> after mouse person three I once saw yeah. uh, I was at a con I'm not sure if it was one we were working at or um no just before that we were just we were just visiting i saw pinhead from old hellraiser himself he was on his yeah but
2: he is famous oh he he was on his lunch break
0: though he was just eating some lovely pasta salad he'd saved on convention prices by bringing his lunch from home and i thought he hung and i thought good on (laughs) you
1: oh yeah that is
0: he hung each individual bit of pasta on a on a pin
1: assuming he wasn't in makeup right no no he was just in
0: his he was just in his regular clothes (laughs)
1: Listen to this, you're uh, not, not going to believe this, but uh, Toby, 30 years after Labyrinth, um, he was the son of Brian Froud, who was a conceptual designer and costume designer for Labyrinth.
2: I love Brian Froud.
1: It wasn't a spare baby, he was a, a real baby. <laughs> well, I well, know no, he's a real baby.
2: Was it Brian Froud's son? Yeah. The whole time. And apparently oh. he
1: is now a puppeteer and creator of Goblins, Trolls and other creatures for films like Box Trolls, Paranorman. So he's essentially the real life Goblin King
2: that's that's yes. cool So he has uh well it's kind of spare baby syndrome i said uh, i bet it was just a baby of the crew it wasn't like a hired baby
1: oh you did say that okay i've got you that mate. yeah okay right <laughs> you're you are correct emily so definitely.
0: it's say it not only did they get to be his son got to be in this you know iconic movie probably saved a fortune on childcare. yeah oh
1: exactly yeah Fling him time? Him, just like can i throw him 30 feet into the air do it go
0: he's on david right. you can chuck him higher than that
1: come on david <laughs> 10 feet get him higher uh there is a picture of him um and he's in just a black cardigan and a hat and i'm disappointed he's not in not a Australia wrong wave, pursuit right, but you know
2: oh, <laughs> should be he should be but anyway we we yeah. did we digress but um yeah the whole <laughs> i think it's unusual um going back to the gate maybe it isn't i don't know um To have a film that is just from a child's perspective so it's a film for adults but it involves child actors and it's all about the child perspective i mean of of course i suppose there's poltergeist stranger Mm. things now in the modern world um but not many when it the the horror is all with these like kids so it's kind of like kiddie horror that they're not allowed to watch because they're too young they can do all the nasty stuff
0: you can be in to... it, but you're not allowed to watch it.
2: Yeah, I always find that odd. Um, the the girl, the beautiful girl, she's I think she's only fourteen though. And, she, and the girl in Company of Wolves with Neil Jordan, Um, she wasn't allowed to go to her own premiere. She'd been in every scene pretty much.
0: But it's forbidden. And it, that's, that's, it's that's ironic,
2: it. isn't it? It's yeah. like yeah, you you can. We don't care if you do all this scary stuff and work with blood and scream but you can't watch it <laughs>
1: <But> for,
0: <laughs> yeah i lived it oh i lived it all right no,
2: no stephen
1: Dorff
0: and the actor that played his sister yet uh a bit later on so we have all the little ghouly men what was your final verdict on the ghouly men before we move off them actually the little tiny little goblin folks effective not effective for 1987 oh, yeah definitely effective
1: they
2: were quite freaky yeah
1: because, i mean little when... close-ups i didn't like how they all like stopped dead and like stared
0: up like oh when they're gate when they're peeping in the window that time Go on, i in. Mean,
2: having a little
0: <laughs> on, yeah
2: okay. or when yeah, they, they, fir- they were a good design yeah oh is that
0: outside as well when they first see there's like a big zombie man and they smash his head off with a boom box and he falls over and smashes into lots of the little gooey men
2: that, that chase after them I later think, on. yeah
1: that was the shot that i'd seen a, a lot of on twitter um before, like before, I even really, i I'd heard of the film, but I'd not seen it. That was the shot which was like, oh wow, look at this amazing effect shot. That was the thing that kind of made me wanna to, wanna to watch this film and feature it on the podcast as well. Um, okay. And then, I mean, so we're, sa- we're saying a lot of the stuff with, without much context. So essentially, they find a large geode. They uh, it's somehow linked to this hole in the
0: garden. It all basically comes mistaken, right? So they <laughs> sort of stumble their way through a ritual. So they find a geode. Um, and then yeah. Stephen Dorf um, cuts himself, which is part of the sacrifice. He drops some blood in the hole. And then mm. the dog passes away, and the shitty boyfriend buries the dog in the hole, which is the sacrifice that the demons. Um, kind of accept.
2: This is weird, though, hearing Good you idea. recount the film because I'm like, I only watched this a few days ago and I can't remember all those. I can't remember all those bits. There's oh, my God, that, that's, that happens
1: me all the time.
2: But, ah, and then you're like, shit, did I go to the toilet? Did I drink too much wine? Um, so when I'm you're like I'm, kind I'm,
1: of like half fallen asleep and then you sort of wake I, up and you go, I've only been asleep for a second. What do you yeah. do when somebody says to you, were you asleep during that moment? Do you automatically deny it or do you just own up and say yeah i think i fell asleep a bit i'm
2: usually not asleep i rarely fall asleep ever like i'm not one of those nappers like you know some people just sort of (laughs) nap don't they like like an old 70 year old no no no, i'm not like that i tell you what i did another thing i loved about um the talking about the special effects of course we can't not mention the sort of um kind of boss (laughs) you know the boss at the end the
1: big the big bad boss
2: yeah like the boss fight um, which is the biggest demon in the world? Because the other ones are just tiny little annoying critters that kind of bite mm. your ankles and fingers off. And then there's um, the, the really huge one. And I, I actually searched through, thinking, "Oh my god, this is this is just like Ray Harryhausen, brilliant stop frame animation." Yeah. And I thought it might be him, but it wasn't. Because, but Ray Harryhausen, I don't know when he died, you see. But um, it really reminded me of, of all of his stuff, and I yeah. I still love all that stuff. Oh, I, me still, too, yeah. I still think it looks better than cgi and I, i'm not it's not because i'm just an old old codger who's kind of a luddite of course not. No but no. um <laughs> no i just you know even with like godzilla and stuff all the, all the kids are loving now i'm like mm, yeah it's, it's kind yeah. of impressive but you just know it's stuff, not real
1: <laughs> the stop there's something really like odd and just like overworldly about the stop-motion stuff and they like you see a demon and you see a CGI, you're like, right, okay, well, I know that's CGI and that's probably what a demon might look like if there was a real one, but something so it's strange about stop motion,
3: yeah. it's just so
1: like, it's unnerving in a way. Um, so obviously this big boss turns up and he seems to kind of make friends with Glenn
2: initially. At one he picks point. him up,
1: he seems to be like oh, alright mate, how you doing? And then, but now, he gets the eye in his hand as well, Glenn, doesn't he?
2: Oh, I love the eye in the hand bit. That was because that almost had, um, yeah, kind of elements of that nightmare because it's kind of like a nightmare. The film becomes a bit surreal. So mm. um, it is it is really happening. We know it's not a dream, but um, it does seep into that kind of thing where they're having bad dreams and nightmares and he looks at his hand and there's an eye in it. And then mm. he has to stab it to get rid of it. Yeah. I really liked eye. your
1: analogies about this being, there's probably like so much subtext to do with um, like, kids fears and like the realization Absolutely. of that and uh like the fear but, of something rather than the actual
2: yeah the know. fear of the I didn't whole think about that. image of your your home be- turning against you in every way and your parents turning against you it's it is a child's like worst fear um and th- i was wondering whether it was on a china i'm not trying to be a brainiac at all but like whether there's a certain element of of dealing with loss and grieving because terry's mum died and she comes up as a ghost and I mean he's not the main role but whether there are those manifestations you know monsters become these manifestations of all these little fears and and grieving things that you've got going on so yeah I mean you can read kind of interesting stuff into it if you want to um, it's kind of I I suppose
1: there are probably some parallels to Stephen King's it as well the way that Pennywise and obviously the titular it uh, makes the most of people's fears to control them. Yeah.
3: And yeah a lot of that.
1: See, this is weird because I didn't really think that when I was watching the film, but now we're talking
2: uh, about it. Well, three years of film school at uh, Goldsmiths. <laughs> there's three years at Goldsmiths coming, coming out Maybe now. That's what uh, I need. Otherwise all the films just go it. over my head. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, it, it is ultimately a fun effects movie. I don't think they're trying to do any kind of like comment, but at the end of the day, like... For example, I did an interview the other day and they're like, name some weird, quirky films that you loved. And I cited House, which is a brilliant 80s film. And I was like, I'm so oh, yeah. sorry. It's such a stupid film. And this person was like, it's not. It's got loads of serious, serious, nasty kind of issues like PTSD and dealing with the Vietnamese war and guilt um, and loss and grieving for your son. And, and I was like, oh yeah, it's, quite, it's it's got some serious, heavy stuff going on. So I think the 80s films... On the surface, they were like a fun roller coaster mm. ride, like a haunted house film or a demon house film or whatever. But there, there are certain undercurrents going on. And uh, a really good theme in, in, in The Gate is it's that age old theme of the children are always right. The parents never believe them. The parents represent what's rational and the children always they're the ones speaking the truth
1: no matter um, what evidence is right there in front yeah. of them you're like come on you got to believe the kids believe the kids come
2: on yeah, listen to your but kids
1: no. <laughs> that's pretty much that's the and the other thing that I, the
2: other thing that i took from this film is that you know the whole um monster in the closet or monster under the bed again that classic kind of boogeyman childhood fear which is quite american and i watching this film and you look at this film, you look at things like poltergeist, where she disappears into the closet entirely. Um, mm-hmm. And they go, you know, the kids go into their club. They've got huge closets in America. That's the problem. That's that the, whole the problem. problem. It's you like these what's in kids, there? You don't know what's in there. It's, a, it's just a little boy. He's got his clothes in there, his games, all his ran- random shit. And there's still room for a six foot zombie and a portal to another dimension. Whereas here yeah. in the UK, bit more humble we've just got a cupboard and uh no room no room for a zombie in a portal just just a few that's good thing about living
0: in the uk is that (laughs) if you go into
2: the room you don't have to worry
0: about zombies (laughs) i have never had to stab my possessed friend in the eye with a barbie not once It's good. Oh, yeah. We're lucky, if anything.
1: Okay, so obviously we get the big boss. There's like a zombie dude who's made up of all the all the mini demons and he's terrorizing them. Uh Terry gets um taken into the wall at one point, um, and then he comes back as like a possessed little weird little rat boy, biting <laughs> Glenn on the hand, which looked painful. Um yeah. Barbie's in the Barbie's in, but then the same thing happens to um Al his sister, his, his sister Ow, as well. Yeah. She gets yeah, that's creepy, isn't it? Like again, that's that's quite scary of the them getting essentially kidnapped or taken into to vanish without a trace. Like there's literally no trace of them. Suddenly you just turn away for a second, they're gone.
0: It's um, kind of like the demons were just messing with them all the time in the past, and they could have got them at any time, and all their successes up to that point are kind of hollow because then when when things get serious, they kind of just get them immediately, and Glenn isn't really able to save his friend or his sister. He's quite yeah. powerless in that situation, which again is that I think as you're a kid growing up with heroes and watching other films that aren't horrors, you are given this sense of, even as a kid, you have some agency and you can make a difference. And then that is like present for the first half of the film. And then is just like ripped away from them really brutally. And then he is completely outclassed when the big boss comes out and blesses him like he's the Pope um, this is all gives great stuff. A eye hand.
1: I don't know if we've ever analyzed a film as good as this. 100, 177 episodes has taken for us to really get to You've the. You've done
2: that many? I've, been, I've done three, and I'm finding it hard work. I need you guys on my team. You've got to start somewhere.
1: <laughs> You've got to start somewhere, and uh, uh, we're willing. We're willing to help. We've got. We've made the mistakes, so you don't have to. Uh, no. The sales pitch right in the middle of the podcast there. I, I like the that. idea
2: of your, I mean, I do a little game in my, in my podcast called name oh that terror tune, which, that. yeah, don't nick good. it. Don't flipping nick it. Cause that's, what's that's the name of the guy. game
1: Andy Name that horror tune. Yeah. Let's do that.
2: <laughs> that's good. Um, Copy yeah, rate, I copyright. Just, I play as many as I can just for a short amount of time and see how many like does or how many seconds they can, they can name oh, the, the yeah. tune in.
1: I love that stuff. I live and breathe that stuff. Uh, Well, because some of them, you'd
2: be surprised. Some of them, um, you literally need one note and you've got it.
1: I'm calling it right now. Okay. So we do (laughs) like a quarterly or like every six months we do a horror quiz. I feel like you're the perfect person to take on the hosts of Horror Hangout and the next horror quiz, which Andy is the quiz master of. And we've done stuff like that with audio rounds. And I think we want to do like picture rounds and stuff. I feel like, especially with those three years of film school.
2: Oh, no, I don't, I, you... <laughs> I'm i not that nerdy because I do the big geek quiz at Fright that? Fest. Oh, my God. I never get it right. I get about out of about 20 questions. I get about four right. They are feel so like hard.
1: Me and Luke, me and Luke struggle every time. Um, and I feel like you would be the perfect uh, person for us to take on. Well, yeah. got, I'm, I'm inviting you already.
2: Own, yeah, I know. Everyone's got their own favourite trivia, though. So if I don't get it, I'll probably just go, yeah, but did you know? Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you.
0: Just go, get well, choose a really partner.
2: Cause Can't know everything.
0: <laughs> I think it would be entertaining, though, Andy. What do you think? Yeah, I reckon if you're up for it, Emily, choose yourself a partner to come and, because they usually do it two teams of two. Oh.
2: You've got,
0: you got a partner to come and join you on it, then, um, then oh, go you don't for mean it. you
2: don't mean now? I don't no, know not right
0: partner
2: now. Partner no, not right now. A couple Future, Rubbish kids. <laughs> 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 who I adore. Who I adore.
0: But are not good quiz partners.
2: <laughs> or we could yeah. do
1: a t- We could me and me and Luke versus you. We've done it. We've done like a triple
0: threat before. Yeah. I can make this work. I can make this work. We'll um. We'll put some. We'll put something on the on the on the calendar. You guys uh, you heard it
1: here first. Essentially I essentially I just challenged you, Emily. So you can't okay. say no on live on a podcast because oh, that how would do
2: just I show weakness. It? Show me, oh, it's, it's, it, I don't like it's if it's like some tiny random quote from some film no, I've never seen, no, 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 no. then oh. I'll like, It's very broad.
1: It. It's very broad in the world. It's very it. stupid. Yeah, we'll it's send very you, I'll send you
0: one of the last ones. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Okay. All right, you're on.
1: But you accept. <sighs>
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so scary though because then you're like you know even real nerds that i've found um, oh even like really good directors and like you know the fright fest boys i'm like right you ready to answer some questions they get really worried because it's like yeah. you don't want to let people down people think oh she's just i have she's I, I have anything.
1: said some i've i've made some really bad errors in the past and almost like as a as a, i would say i'm a horror nerd almost let the crown slip because I've got my favourite thing in the whole world is the Resident Evil gaming franchise. And Andy, is like a tie-break question. I absolutely p- gave a pathetic, embarrassing answer. I still wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. Oh, you should. That
0: was, you absolutely oh, did eat shit oh on God. that question. Oh, shit. You oh, really no, I remember did. that time? Yeah. You absolutely so, fucked it, yeah.
1: All right,
3: um,
0: I'll go on about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, okay. So let's, uh,
3: let's wrap so the it up. Bo-
0: the big boss comes out thankfully he's got a rocket which is a good rocket and not only that but he got it from his sister with love um well it's like he gave his the sister gave him the rocket and he gave her a launching thing because she used to be into rockets when she was younger so with the the love combined that is enough for the demon he calls him back because he's put a little after you give him a blessing, he's got a little, a little eye in his hand that's peeping out, like um, like Jeremy Clarkson in um, Pan's Labyrinth. And he Jeremy doesn't Jeremy
2: Clarkson?
0: Yeah, when he's at that feast underground, Jeremy Clarkson's bunker, when he's um, having that big feast. And he comes out <laughs> <laughs> with, with his eyes in his hands, and he doesn't want, a, doesn't want an eye in his hand, so he stabs it out with a bit of glass. The big boss comes out and goes, you've been ungrateful for my really kind present, shitbag. And he yeah, goes, human. well... Guess what, mate? Fuckers, and he shoots in a rocket at him, and he gets it right in the tummy, Explodes. and um, blows yeah. up.
1: And then we get a lovely ending where Terry and Al have survived, but not only that, uh, the dog survived as well. So like the the um, death count, the kill count is zero. The body count.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs>
1: which is strange because I kept thinking when when like the friends turned up or the boyfriends, I kept thinking they're prime candidates to get killed yeah
2: but i I guess it was um it's kiddie horror and it's not a slasher but yeah no you're right there's uh there's just the zombie builder who may or who may have just been a a weird you know nightmare vision not sure exactly
1: yeah that's it
0: just a bloke from next door no
1: one cares about him
0: but it's okay Uh, because there are some consequences because the house is still absolutely ruined yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> when are the parents
0: home they're on their way <gasps> in many ways it would have been better if someone had died because then they were, like, their parents couldn't be angry with them but as it is everyone's alive
1: are you gonna explain that one
0: right okay there we go that was that um
1: <laughs> Have you got any name game, Andy? If we just whiz through that, is that? I
0: do not have any. I didn't prepare any in Luke's absence. I'm not sure I can carry that torch.
1: Luke is going to be turning in his grave. He's not even dead. Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I guess the only thing left to do is to rate uh, the gate. So we do a standard like A to F. Um, Emily, what did? Where do you stand on this one?
3: Um.
2: Oh, I didn't know we were rating. Whoever, whoever comes
1: to you it's all good
2: it's got it, it's not my favorite because it's just uh, maybe a bit too on the kiddie side mm. it might be a well a being like the best
0: yeah a is it, like the thing that's like yeah, your, your best
2: we're, we're looking at a d plus <laughs> oh. D plus or something yeah, that's, that's fine
1: surprised by that
2: I know I know <laughs> it's no it's it's not without its charm, but if we're talking about all horrors and me loving things like yeah, alien and the thing are A's.
3: yeah,
2: you can't the g- isn't near the al- yeah. alien and the thing C minus deep C minus being fair D plus being realistic.
1: There we and go harsh. we want real we want realism we want realism yeah. in this podcast and harsh. You we can't just love
2: everything. You can't love everything, for you can't God's sake. I
1: love everything. I hate some stuff. You gotta get the balance. You gotta think about the balance. Yeah.
0: Okay, Andy, what are you saying? Um, I have some fond memories of this because got got passed with it in it, but um, I can see I can see its age, and it is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I still like it a bit more. I think I like it enough, based on you've been bad alone. I'm going to give this a C plus because this is a fun film. I could stick this on if it was on the horror channel late at (laughs) night and I caught it was on, I'd sit and watch it. I think I'd, uh, I'd sit and enjoy it. How about you, Ben? Um, I'm going to go
1: straight. I'm going to sit on that fence. I'm going to go straight down the middle of you two, uh, which is a lovely place to be. Uh, I'm just going to go for a C because this is the first time I've seen it. So I didn't have any like nostalgic feelings or, or, you know, fond memories of watching it growing up. Um, But I feel like I would have done if I'd seen it when I was young. I feel like it's definitely the kind of film that I would have been all over, especially with the effects.
2: That makes all the difference. That makes all the difference. People always say, like, what are your favourite films? I'm like, okay, so these are really not the best films out there, but they just have an impact on me because I watched them when I was young and horror. That's why it's good to watch horror when you're young because it will have more of an impact. So I think if I watched The Gate when I was you know like nine or eight or you know young like i was um i would have fallen in love with it um as i did with other films yeah. that are probably not that good like <laughs> 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 yeah i won't yeah, go into it. it but um yeah i think that has a massive uh, yeah. impact on whether you like a film or not
1: yeah. yeah and i mean the effects just really do make it i think um if they yeah. didn't have the effects as they were it's just got a certain charm to it which i think uh, it was why i enjoyed it so there we go that is that. That is the gate. Very, very nice. Uh, so yeah, that's the end of the episode. Emily, where can uh, our listeners find you online? And uh, do, do you want us to, if I can direct them to your social media or anything like that? Yeah,
2: Website? yeah, yeah. Follow me on Twitter. I'm, um, I'm a little, I'm a bit on and off on Twitter, but I'm really, I'm really, i have always replied to my fans. I always have really good chit chat to my fans on Twitter. Uh, that always works for me more. And my handle is Emmy booth so E M M Y booth at Twitter. I, I am on Instagram, but I'm shit at it. I'm afraid. Sorry. Twitter works for me. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, and I did have a website, but I don't think it's working anymore. And I will be launching a podcast called the horror booth. And um, I've already got interviews with Barbara Crampton and um, Daniel Harris and Tiffany Shepis and, um, State west and people like
0: that very very we talk exciting. about getting we talk about getting people on teams we want you on our team get that guest list up
2: <laughs> <laughs> i need to ask you how to get guests i'm already running out i'm thinking oh, i need some and running out of favors i need to Well, eventually
1: you'll get to the bottom of that barrel, and when you scrape the bottom of that barrel, that's when you ask us on the show. Okay, (laughs) we'll be (laughs) on, we'll be there, Uh, we'll be there. Uh, But yeah, this has been this has been super fun. It's been a great time, and we'll put all the links um, for Emily's socials and uh, everything else. We'll put that all in the show notes so you can find that uh yeah so thanks for listening if you enjoyed the show become a patron over at patreon.com slash hawk and cleaver thanks to kovach kamen for our theme music thanks to Acast for hosting the show please consider giving us a rating or review uh head over to facebook group horror hangout board of advisors where you can chat with us there about all upcoming episodes and stuff thanks to my co-host andy for being a right horror dude and of course thank you emily
2: oh thank you guys Pleasure. Thank
1: thanks you. a lot. We'll see you for the quiz episode.
3: Absolutely. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,